0: In Southeast Agnet's Ag and Review, for the week ending February the 24th, President Donald Trump penned a letter this past week reiterating his support for the Renewable Fuel Standard. The Renewable Fuels Association released the letter during the National Ethanol Conference, which took place in San Diego, California. Trump told the ethanol industry in the letter that your president and this administration values the importance of a renewable fuels to America's economy. RFA President and CEO Bob Denine thanked Trump for reaffirming his support, which had been in question because Trump appointed former Oklahoma Attorney General Scott Pruitt to head the Environmental Protection Agency. Pruitt had close ties to the fossil fuel industry, but has upheld that he will enforce the RFS as per the laws set by Congress. Well, marketing in today's environment can be a challenging task, but that is something National Cattlemen's Beef Association Senior Vice President of Global Marketing and Research, Elisa Harrison, deals with on a day-to-day basis. She says they have to get the message out to consumers.
1: We do have to get the message out to today's consumer, but we have to get it out in a way that's very compelling and on platforms where they want to receive it. And that is, you know, those number of platforms and the ways that consumers want to receive information continue to grow. So we have to be everywhere the consumer is with the information that they want.
0: When we look at this information, they have a lot of questions about beef production, and that's really one thing that you're all trying to solve. is it?
1: it is, but, you know, the consumer today has questions about everything that they're buying. Very curious. They have access to a ton of information on the Internet, and so beef is no different. And we have a great story to tell. We have great information backed up by science, supported by experts. So it's just a matter of being diligent, making sure we have the right information to the right consumer at the right place.
0: You mentioned this year at some point you're going to launch a new campaign I'll let you explain that
1: we are you know certainly some of our best spokespeople are farmers and ranchers but at the same time we consumers are telling us that they trust them they want to know who produces their product they want to know where it comes from they want to know how they're producing it and so we're taking all of that information that we're getting from research and putting together an image campaign that we think uh, the can producers rely like, but more importantly that will resonate with consumers and want them to find out more um, information about how they're being is being produced today
0: beef it's what's for dinner dot com a lot of folks are familiar with that website has been around for quite some time but understand it's even getting an overhaul
1: it's getting a great overhaul as you know anyone who has a smartphone knows that t- this technology is changing exponentially and so we have to have a platform that is easy to use easy to navigate but also has everything on that website that people want to know Currently, we have seven or eight different websites with different kinds of information. We're rolling all of that information. So you can go and find information for recipes, about the cuts, but also about the producers and how they're producing the product today. So it's a one-stop shopping for consumers.
0: Obviously, this is a national effort, but on a local level, what can individual producers do in your mind?
1: Well, I think um, individual producers can be the best advocates for, for beef and for how we raise beef production. We have a program called Masters of Beef advocacy it's a grassroots um, movement where every beef producer can go out and talk with not consumers not only in their community um, but in their state and certainly as they travel and to know what what's on consumers mind and have those answers available and all of that is on beef is what's for dinner.com.
0: it doesn't slow down does it It
1: does not slow down but it's still it's still the best protein out there and it's um it's a, it's just great to be back and really fun to promote beef and beef, the work that beef producers do
0: Again, that was NCBA's Elisa Harrison. Well, the sales closing deadline for purchasing crop insurance is upon us once again. Tyron Spearman reports farmers need to be in touch with their crop insurance agent soon if they have yet to do so.
2: Farmers need to be thinking about the deadline coming up February the 28th on peanut crop insurance. Peanuts can be insured under the multi-parallel crop insurance program offered through the Federal Crop Insurance Corporation. Insurance coverage comes under two main categories. One is catastrophic... The second one is buy-up. catastrophic coverage means it's paid a flat per-crop fee and compensates farmers only for yield losses in excess of 50%. The uh, cap coverage pays indemnities based on 55% of the peanut insurance price selection amount. The buy-up coverage program ranges from 50%, To 85% coverage. A farmer can buy up to that 85%. Our actual production history, yield, and it comes in three elected forms, yield protection, revenue protection, and revenue protection with harvest price exclusion. All of those are part of the Federal Crop Insurance Program, and you need to contact your Federal Crop Insurance agent in the very near future. The closing date is coming up on February the 28th. That's when you put down how much or if you're going to have the same amount of peanuts insured this coming year. And the insurance rate on 228 is .1977 or $395 per ton. That's the Federal Crop Insurance Program deadline February the 28th. I'm Tyron Spribbon for Southeast Agnet.
0: Kathy Isom tells us ways to help out some magnificent creatures that are vital
3: to our food supply. While we're learning more about the declining population of bees over the past few decades, we're also noticing that they aren't the only pollinators that we depend on that are in trouble. Populations of monarch butterflies have declined by an astonishing 96% over the past few decades. Monarch butterflies help pollinate crops and wildflowers as they make their annual migration to Mexico from the U.S. and Canada. Without these two magnificent creatures, some of our favorite foods would become obsolete, like avocados, almonds, and blueberries just to name a few. Here are five ways to get involved to help the bees and monarchs so they can help keep some of our favorite foods on our tables the first thing we can do is to help protect natural habitats become an advocate for the protection of grasslands and forests support organizations involved in helping to save pollinators. You can also plant a pollinator-friendly garden in your own backyard or somewhere else with native flowering plants, vegetables, and herbs to attract bees and monarchs. Or support or become involved in Highway Habitat Corridor Programs, which aim to plant milkweed and nectar producing plants along the monarch's migratory path. Another way to help is by supporting sustainable and organic farming methods. Whether it's buying organic or growing your own seasonal fruits and veggies and using eco-friendly practices for fertilization and pest control. Other impactful ways of helping our friends is to understand the impacts of climate change and becoming an advocate for bees and for monarchs. I'm Kathy Isom, Southeast AgNet.
0: And to wrap up this week's podcast, Everett Grinder talks about how farming technology continues to grow.
4: I probably had a dozen or more stories last year about new mechanical devices that are being invented, developed, and produced to help farmers produce and harvest a crop machines and tools that can replace human hands. We call it technology. The development of this technology isn't likely to cease anytime soon. It's driven by need. One item currently under development is a mechanical strawberry picker. See, strawberries are a crop that has to be picked when they're ready. The amount of help required might not be available when it's needed. And next week will be too late. And there are other crops just like strawberries. So build a machine. A machine can be put to work anytime and save a crop. By the way, did you know that a hoe was once a piece of farm technology? And that's Ag Review for today. Everett Griner, Southeast Agnet.
0: Those reports and more for this past week can be found on our website, southeastagnet.com. Randall Wiseman, Southeast Agnet.